Good morning and welcome to the New Year's edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us lose weight, be healthier, or live longer better. Well, it's a week into the new year. And did you make any New Year's resolutions or did you break them already? Well, this is the show for you today. I'm going to help you be more positive and show you how those resolutions can be stickier if you are more positive. You know, and I love New Year's resolutions. It's like a fresh year, a new calendar. Yeah, it's a blank slate. Blessings, new possibilities that are so inspiring. Every year, I design my year to be the best one yet, right? Past is over and done, eyes forward. The future is yet to be written by you. Why not? I don't know about you, but I don't want to just sit back and just see what gets thrown my way. I want to set my eyes for something and do what it takes to get there, like aim and fire. I don't maybe hit the exact goal, but as someone once said, if you aim for the stars, you will at least hit the moon And that's not shabby. It's progress. So today, I'm going to talk to you about the happiness advantage when it comes to goal setting and how to use it to help make more progress towards your goals. And it's all about positive psychology. Positive psychology, it's a tool that not only can help us flourish and be more likely to succeed, but also to help cope with the difficult times in life, because we all have them. We never, no one ever gets out of this without some stress. So there's this Harvard researcher, and he's a super popular lecturer at Harvard. His name is Sean Acor, New York Times bestseller, author of The Happiness Advantage and Big Potential. He gives us this research. Thinking positively triples your creativity. It gives you 31% higher productivity, 23% lower stress, 25% greater performance, 40% more likely to get a promotion. And how about this? 19% more likely for a doctor to give the right diagnosis. We want our doctors to practice positivity, right? It's amazing to see how the world, the way we see it, can affect our life. And, and here's like a weird one. If you think people are lucky, if, if a person thinks that they're lucky, they really are. When positive people... Well, they see more opportunities. In fact, negative people can look at the same information, and when they watch their eyes track over the material, negative people don't even see the opportunity. It can be there bold as can be. Positive people will see it and can act on it. Negative people don't even see it, even though it's right there. So thinking positively actually helps us see the opportunity, and that's a super competitive advantage. Happiness leads to success because you're going to see the opportunities and be able to act on it. At New Year's, positive people look at it as a chance to set goals and design a plan to achieve them. And how about health and happiness? 
Journal of Health and Well-Being, there was a review of over 100 research articles. Happy people live longer and are healthier. The heart is stronger, less inflammation in the blood vessels. The immune system works better. They have less disease. They have less aches and pains. On the opposite, negative states, people that are chronically negative, looking at the glass half empty, well, that down-regulates the health of the body, down-regulates the immune system, up-regulates the inflammatory compounds, which is also going to affect cardiovascular situations, more apt to have blood pressure problems, on and on. So how do we get more positive? Well, some people may have a little genetic advantage, but that can change at any time because of what we know. It is the environment around those genes that turn them on and turn them off. You know, that's the epigenetic effect. And your mind is one of the biggest epigenetic tools we have. Even at 84 years, they can help a person with just a little bit of work rewrite their negative default. And here's how it goes. There's like three, three like easy, quick little things that are doable that can change everything. First thing, gratitude. Daily gratitude. Writing down three new things over the last 24 hours that has happened to you. University of Pennsylvania found that doing this 21 days later, the optimism score was super high. Key is, it had to be new, didn't have to be big, didn't, and didn't matter. Big or small, didn't matter, but it had to be specific. So, you know, you couldn't just be grateful for your kids. You had to be grateful for that hug that somebody gave you, and then a sentence around it. That's going to train the brain to scan for positive things. So three things over the last 24 hours, three new things, okay? And then write a sentence about them. Second thing, what they call noise canceling. And I've started to do this. I really like it. So you set an alarm for a couple times a day, and it's like just a little mini meditation. You're still, you focus on your breath, you center, you observe. Inhale, positive things. Exhale, gratitude for life. When the mind wanders, you just bring it back to gratitude. This works because when the mind is cluttered, you know, scattering here, there, everywhere, it's actually sensing danger and it's constantly scanning for what can go wrong, keeps you in the fight or flight in the stress response. By canceling out, it's a super powerful habit. You know, I set a real pleasant alarm, not one of those nah, nah, nah on the phone. I, I set just a real pleasant music on my phone and several times a day, and it helps to remind me to do the reset. So what is the noise that we want to be canceling out? You know, if it's useful, if it's timely, it's good. But if it's hypothetical, it's distracting to happiness. It's noise. And they've actually found that it can change the gamma waves 
in the brain. So these things are measurable. It's it's not woo-woo. It's, I love how science has just proven all this stuff. Okay, the third thing, it's what they call the doubler. So you think of one positive experience you've had in the last day, 24 hours. For two minutes, you write down as many details as you can about that experience. What were you wearing? What did they say? What color was the room? What color were their shoes? Was the sun out? Was it cloudy? The brain stamps it in stronger. And it really helps the brain to connect the dots and really underscore happiness and joy. You know, so I, I, I challenge you to do some of these things. Three, boy, you're just on the fast track. But daily gratitude, three new things, noise counseling, and the doubler. It's amazing how fast the brain can actually rewire. So how do you stay in a positive environment when you're surrounded by negativity? You know, if you're exposed to just three minutes of negative news in the morning, you have a 27% increased risk of describing your day as unhappy. So don't do that. Second thing, if you pay Whatever you pay attention to has big impact. So personally, I choose only to allow good things in. Devotions, affirmations, reading something inspirational, something that is going to help your heart to grow. That's big because, you know, negative people are just people who are suffering. They actually do put out negative pheromones. That's why it affects the entire environment. So you may need to strategically retreat, put a little distance between some of those negative people. You know, maybe maybe move your chair where you don't have to be looking at somebody in your office that may be triggering some things, you know. So anyway, one of the biggest obstacles for keeping moving forward to these New Year's habits is to think you don't have time. When you don't have time... How do you still, how do you instill these new habits, any new habit, even thinking positively when you think you don't have time? Because new habits, you know, they have what they call an activation energy, the initial push. And you talk about willpower, whatever. As the day goes on, you lose your capacity to have willpower. So by the time you come home at the end of the day, your willpower is remarkably less than when you first start out in the day. So we want to make it easier, easier to keep doing what you want to do. And, you know, in my programs, I call it putting putting together these strategies for success. You know, so if you want to watch less TV, hide the remote. Maybe... Don't have the TV front and center. If you want to drink more water, set it out. If you want to change what you eat, clean out the cupboard. Maybe make a a menu for the week. Fix the food ahead of time. Make good habits easier, bad habits harder. Sounds simple. It works. How about you're super stressed? You know, we talk about how stress has a huge impact on our life. Well, it really does, in fact impact our immune system and our cognitive help, you know, health. And, and, you know, it's interesting. If people perceive the stress as good, it's going to have 23% less effect. Isn't that interesting? So 
however you see it, acknowledge it and own it, see the meaning in it, and then redirect the emotional response so that you're looking at the sunny side. So, okay, I sprained my ankle. I acknowledge that. I can't do my normal exercise. So I see the meaning of it. Okay, well, can't be doing what I normally do. So redirect what you're going to do. I can do other things. You know, it's just all about how you look at it. So I'll bet there's some area in your life you want to improve, a goal you want to check off this year rather than having it on the same list next year. So I'm going to focus on a health goal here, but it could be an academic goal, a business goal, a family goal, anything. You don't want to make it something that you're ignored till the next first week of January next year. So to accomplish a goal, you have to have good things, things you want to be doing every day, routine that support the goal, like improved health. So I, I like to watch and follow Robin Sharma. He's the author of the 5AM Club Club, and also the monk who sold his Ferrari. And he's got a whole bunch of what we call micro habits. And that those micro habits are fabulous. You know, and he also talks about this keystone habit, the one habit that raises all the other habits. So it could be committing to exercise, even if it's just five minutes every morning, your day hinges on that. Or it could be You know, taking a digital Sabbath, a day free of technology. Whoa, that's really nice. Or walking a certain amount of steps every day. Don't make it so big that it's unachievable. Make it just 1% better every day. One of the things I loved to do a few years ago, and I'm doing it again, is every night before I go to bed, I have my yoga mat right there, and I do a plank. Every day, I add one second. Doesn't seem like much, but by the end of the month, that's 30 more seconds. You know, two months, that's another minute. So you just keep going. I love it. So, you know, micro steps. Um, And one, I think, a big thing is, is to stop thinking of yourself like a victim. You know, that, I think, that is really important. It's... It's the take charge kind of thing. Um, You know, uh, how we look at things is really important. There is the, and this, this was really an interesting bit of research, that when somebody says, I don't do, you know, if you talk to somebody that quit smoking, they are a non smoker. It's not like they're trying to quit, because if you try, you're giving yourself an out every time. It's it's what I call a wimpy word. But if you don't do pop, if you don't do sugar, you are increasing your success rate by 80%. The wimpy, I'm going to try. I hope I can. I'm working on it. If you instead say, I don't do Overwhelm. I don't do stress. That's pretty good. You know, I I really like that. Don't do the overwhelm. Using positive words. You know, like I was saying before, we need to use these positive, powerful words because our brain is listening to what we're saying. If we're telling ourselves over and over again, we're a stress eater, 
you're an emotional eater, what do you think you're going to do the next time you're stressed? Your brain is going to send you for what it is being told. But instead, you know, think of yourself as a positive, strong person. That's a biggie. You know, maybe just do that. And you're going to increase your success rate by 80%. Love it. There's so many things. But I had a client recently that was in management. And she wanted to keep working on sealing in her exercise habit. So to increase her daily movement, she implemented an exercise challenge at work. For anybody who wanted to participate, yay. She knew she had goals and the best way To achieve those goals was to surround herself with others who were wanting to go in the same direction. Success is contagious. Research shows that good habits are contagious, but so are bad ones. Keep that in mind when you're hanging out with people. Do they support your best self or do they support your bad habits and lack of goals? Little habits build amazing results. They're like the little hinges that swing that big door. One last thing that I have to say that setting goals, accountability is a powerful tool. I, I used to lo- dislike that term a lot, but no more. Accountability absolutely pushes us to be better, to not give up, to focus on the better possibility. So if you need a little help with that accountability, I absolutely will be your best friend pushing you forward. Go to my be- my website, debford.com, sign up for a program, shoot me an email, and we have a solution for your challenge. Hope you have a happy, healthy new year, and I hope I gave you some hip- some tips that will help you or someone you love. As always, have a wonderful day, and matter of fact, have a terrific new year.